Chapter Number Twenty of the Pussycat Princess by Edward Anthony. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen on Maui, Hawaii. Having to do with trouser creases, a duel and a war that ceases. King Fido met the returning supply wagon as it reached the Dogland lines. Well he asked the leader of the dozen dogs how many bullets did you bring back none your majesty faltered the unhappy bowwow but very bad growled the king very bad but we brought back king thomas's daughter the princess pauline she gave the alarm just as we were about to make off with the heap of bullets this made us so angry that we captured her here she is in the wagon very good exclaimed the king very good tie her to a tree and have a soldier guard her day and night we will hold her until king thomas sets doggy dorothy free my father will punish you for this cried the princess pauline will he though said the king of the dogs with a laugh why doesn't he come out and fight like a man a few hours ago i saw him on the roof of the palace he said he would be down soon where is he i think my pretty one he is afraid my father is not afraid exclaimed the princess he is having his uniform pressed ho ho laughed the king i heard that before how long does it take to press a uniform in tabbyland my father likes to have the creases in his trousers just so replied the princess if i were you i wouldn't be so quick to laugh at others the least a king can do is to look neat on the battlefield i don't see any creases in your trousers i've been riding on a horse all day if you please replied king fido that as you know takes the creases out i knew you'd have an excuse said the princess wait till i get a hold of your old man beg pardon i mean your father the creases in his trousers won't last very long with the first stroke of my sword he'll be on his knees praying that will remove the creases aren't you bold when no one is around king fido take her away soldiers cried king fido tie her to a tree at once let her brave father come and rescue her three dogland soldiers escorted the princess pauline to a nearby tree they soon fastened her to it running the rope around her six times you are ruining my dress cried the princess i want to wear it at a tea in the palace to-morrow you aren't going to any teas for a long time said one of the soldiers so you think you're going to keep me here do you snapped the princess well you're greatly mistaken that may be but in the meantime you are our guest when the soldiers had fastened the princess securely a guard a stern little puppy pop gunner was ordered to stand nearby and watch her day and night meanwhile the dogland and tabbyland armies continued to fight like cats and dogs king thomas to show that he was not afraid came out of the palace toward evening to lead his forces he was dressed in his newly pressed uniform a battle crown of dull gold not unlike the princess's traveling crown and an ermine cape to keep the draft off his back 
bravo his soldiers cried when they noticed him bravo the king took his crown off in acknowledgment of the cheers and proceeded to march to the head of his army as he passed through the lines he spoke to wounded soldiers that lay in cots in a kind of field hospital that had been rigged up in a hurry by the tabbyland generals stopping to pat on the back a poor suffering cat that had lost three of its nine lives the king said you are a brave boy you have lost thirty-three and a third percent of your lives in the service of your country with all my heart i hope that sixty-six and two-third percent of you that remains will live to a ripe old age you will receive a pension a pair of crutches and a medal there there my boy rest easy and don't worry everything will come out right in the end have you a mother you yes stammered the wooden soldier overcome by the king's kindness then he added how how g good of you to talk to me your highness to me a mere soldier in the ranks oh how very very good not at all said the king that is why i am here for you have a mother you say good i will send her a basket of groceries to-morrow oh thank you your highness don't mention it my boy how are the meals fine your majesty i'm glad of that my boy well i must be going good-bye and don't worry my boy good-bye your noble highness the king on his way to the front ranks comforted many another wounded soldier he was indeed a noble king soon the king reached the front-line trenches here general katzenheimer one of the leading generals of tabbyland greeted him with a bow and a salute how goes the battle general asked the king very well your highness the dogs have run short of bullets and will have to give up soon that is good news said the king have they as many wounded as we have have they exclaimed the general you bet they have three times as many they have had to rank up more than ten field hospitals here your majesty are my field glasses if you will look straight ahead you will see the larger of them more than a thousand wounded bowows lie there sure enough said the king looking through the glasses i can see hundreds of beds in the meadow back of their lines at one of them a bowow doctor is attending a dog with a bandage over his eye that's one dog that won't do any damage for a while he's not the only one your majesty said the general smiling that's fine general fine exclaimed the king shaking the general's paw then with a laugh you seem to be getting along very nicely without me oh don't say that your worship said the general your presence on the fighting front means a good deal to all of us one look at you your noble highness and we cheerfully rush out to face the fiercest fire i might put that a little better your present cheers us i should say you comfort us by just being here you know i know what you mean said the king with an understanding nod i inspire you that's it exactly said the general well then i'll stay said the king smiling broadly do your highness do 
would you like a seat in the front line benches or will you stand i think i'll stand said the king this is a pretty good view would you mind ordering a little more shell-fire general it's getting rather tame certainly your highness said the general certainly the general carried out king thomas's wishes and a deafening roar resulted that is much better general said the king much better you must have bumped off quite a few that time while the king stood watching the battle a pussycat messenger rushed up and trembling with excitement cried they've captured the princess they've captured the princess oh what's to be done what exclaimed the king they captured the princess yes your worship an hour ago and king fido says we can't have her back unless we return doggy dorothy he does does he boy get my sword there it is by your side your majesty don't i know that fool take it out of the sheath and hand it to me the messenger did as the king requested waving his sword fiercely king thomas turned toward the dogland lines and cried at the top of his lungs hi there king fido you have that captured my daughter you wanted to fight before come out and fight no answer king thomas's voice was drowned in the roar of his own guns general ordered the king stop the gunfire for a moment the order was carried out hi there king fido shouted king thomas again i challenge you to a duel come on and fight this time king fido heard are your pants pressed he cried never mind that snapped king thomas come on out and fight where do you want to fight there's an empty lot next to the battlefield meet me there in five minutes very well five minutes later king thomas and king fido met in the empty lot next to the battlefield so you're king thomas said king fido yes said king thomas and you're king fido i believe yes i don't like you king thomas and i don't like you king fido let's fight it out let's in a second they were lunging at each other with their swords whether the reason was that their aim was poor or that they both knew how to run away in time i don't know but the fact of the matter is that after poking their swords at each other for three hours neither of the kings succeeded in sticking a hole in the other my paw is getting tired said king thomas after a while so is mine said king fido let's rest our right paws and fight with the left for a while said king thomas that's a good idea said king fido so they changed their swords from the right to the left paw after they fought this way for three hours more without denting each other king thomas said phew this is hard work that it is tom you called me tom fido and you called me fido tom i'm beginning to like you fido honest i don't think you're a bad fellow either tom i'll tell you what fido let's end this darn war i've got an appointment to play cards tomorrow night with some old friends and if the war isn't over by then i won't be able to attend 
and i've got a bowling match to play tomorrow afternoon in the royal alleys i'll tell you what tom if you'll let doggy dorothy out i'll free the princess that's a go fido if you'll repair the damage your soldiers have done king fido smiled and said of course they dropped their swords and shook paws let's go back and tell em to stop fighting tom yes let's do that at once fido and the battlefield at the battlefield they separated as king fido disappeared into the dogland lines he shouted to king thomas good luck at your cards tomorrow tom thanks fido but i'm so tired from swinging that old sword i won't be able to lift a card then what chance have i to lift a bowling ball king fido said with a laugh as he faded from sight in a few minutes the firing ceased end of chapter twenty recording by linda ray nielsen on maui hawaii